Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead World Beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew, and joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for season one, episode three, the Tiger and the Lamb. Uh, what do you think of this episode? A bit slow, to be honest. Um, I I found this this a little bit hard going in places. I think there were some interesting bits in it. Um, I I I just I felt that they were dragging it out quite a lot. I mean, essentially, the main plot of the entire thing was them escaping from the uh, tire fire area, and they managed to pretty much drag that out across the entire episode. I, I, I kind of would have liked to have seen a little bit more from, uh, you know, the, the bit at the end, which I thought was far more interesting. The, the, when we went back and finally saw Elizabeth again and, and, uh, what happened with the, um, uh, CRM. And I, I would have liked to have seen them bouncing back a little bit more to maybe what's going on there. Um, sort of intermingled with the the fire stuff, but um, yeah. So I mean, I was okay with the stuff that they actually showed, but I I did feel like it was dragging a little bit. Hmm. Okay, um, I really really liked this episode a lot. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really really enjoying this this show so far. And we've got a question later uh, in regards to when I've been saying in the past that I'm looking for more zombie content. And uh, just just a question of the fact that we've we've now got two running at the same time uh, mm. with this and Fear the Walking Dead, um, which I just love having uh, more zombie stuff. I don't need you know five or six zombie shows in a week, but two's a is a pretty good amount, I think. Um, yeah, I'm really really starting to like these characters. I'm really liking the way that they're handling flashbacks, which is you sort of pick one character each week that you're focusing on because it was uh, Hope or Iris, I think, in the first episode, or it was pretty much the um, uh, the the thing that fell from the sky or whatever they called it the the incident was uh the one from yeah. the first episode then we had the felix one last week with his dad and the whole homophobic stuff and kicking him out and this week we got the violent past of um silas and everything so i'm liking the way that they're doing that and each character sort of, instead of having like a bottle episode every week you've sort of got the main episode is with these four well i guess six now with felix and uh huck um You've sort of got the main six that you're focusing on and then you pick one each week to do just this little bits and pieces here and there with flashbacks and sort of gets um, every week you get a different character that gets uh, backstory. I, I really like the way that they're balancing that. Um, I do agree that um, I think this is the slowest episode probably of the of the show so far. I know we've only had three of them, but uh, I do agree it's probably the slowest. Do you think that's possibly a result that they're trying to... Not completely in real time, but they're trying to do things too much in real time, and they're not maybe skipping enough time, possibly. I, possibly, yes. Um, do you know what I mean? I mean, now, now the whole group is together. I, I would be interested to see how that dynamic works and whether that speeds mm-hmm. things up at all. I do agree that I, you know, I, I like how they're handling the flashbacks. I think. That is good. Although the Silas one this week did slightly frustrate me because you, you know, you don't get to find out. You get some of the sort of background of, of clearly there's some sort of violent incident past, in yeah. its past, but beyond that, you 
you don't get any kind of larger reveal of that you know with the iris one um you you got to find out the sort of you know what exactly happened and i can't remember whether they showed that in the first or second episode but fairly quickly you you got to got to see um what actually happened with the mother you know mm-hmm. um we we actually saw that whereas there's no real resolution to the silas thing other than clearly he was in a very bad place and didn't trust people and now he does by the end of this episode and he realizes he's got friends i mean that's the sort of moral of this mm-hmm. but it doesn't sort of i it, i felt like it needed a kind of bigger reveal to it so i it's not the format that bothers me so much in terms of them jumping backwards and forwards with that it was the actual where the story went with with his flashback um so i and i do find that him an interesting character but i yeah it, it's just i want i wanted a bit more resolution to that this episode yeah yeah no i i i get your uh kind of issues with that and i kind of agree in a way uh it's not something that particularly bothered me per se but i i do um sort of agree with and understand uh what you're going with um there's two particular reasons I'm enjoying this show at the moment, and they're sort of connected together. First of all, I've been saying for probably a couple of seasons on the main show about I'd like to see d- d- more of a focus on young characters. We do still have three older characters. You've got Elizabeth, you've got Huck, um, and uh, Felix. But Felix. Yeah, I think we could argue that you know it, it's kind of still focused on the main four young characters, yeah. and the other three are kind of a little bit more of a supportive role. Um, so I, I've wanted to see that for a few years as well. Um, and the reason, the other reason I'm really enjoying it, which is connected to that, is I think that that specifically just gives it a bit of a fresh take, a bit of a sort of fresh feel as opposed to... Sure, I, I still really love the main show and we've been following the same characters, or for the most part the same characters, uh, for 10 seasons. But this just gives a bit of a sort of freshness to it. And that's something that... I know that we've said that the three shows are quite different in their own ways. Um, Fear the Walking Dead didn't do it isn't doing the same things that the, that this show is doing so it, all three of them have still got their own kind of qualities yeah. and different things because obviously with the main show it's you know personally for me it's seeing how they adapt from the comic books and then the Fear the Walking Dead is seeing how they kind of tell some somewhat the same story but with no comic book attachment and then you've got this other show which is almost entirely different and has a different purpose uh, uh, entirely because it's you know two seasons focused on young characters and it seemed as at the moment it's about this one goal with you know this CRM group kind of in the background a bit more. Uh, I was kind of wondering as we were going through this episode because we didn't see Elizabeth last week at all, and we only see her at the end of this week. I'm just wondering, yeah, the sort of next steps for that character, or maybe we'll switch and have an episode um, of her next week or something, because there's clearly quite a lot going on there, and there's a lot of mysterious things and. Uh, I've got some you know, questions about the scene once we actually get to it as well. But um, no, I'm just really enjoying this sort of fresh take on uh, on the world of The Walking Dead. And uh, it's kind of given me what I want, which is uh, not entirely a focus. It's not like, I mean, The 100's still got older characters, hasn't it? But when they like go to the ground in, in the first season, it's mainly focused on uh, all the young characters that, that go back to Earth. Um, but this has still got older characters mixed in, and you've still got you've still got kind of the mentor roles in a way, because you've still got um, Huck and uh, Felix that are the slightly older ones that are trying to give the advice here and there, but it's not focused on them. And uh, I I just think that's uh, quite interesting. So um, yeah, 
yeah no i i agree i'm glad that they've now got three shows that are very very different i mean um fear, fear dug itself out of a hole uh in the sort of fourth season because <laughs> yeah. i mean as it's said on the on the geek town podcast a couple of weeks ago um the uh, there's a rare occasion where the with fear the show dramatically improves when you kill half the main cast yeah um, so um with that i like where they went with that because it's it completely changed its focus in season four and whereas it was it was sort of a subpar version of the main show at one point it's now something very very different and and i think does a much better job um you've got this which is very much a ya series and i think and i'm fine with having that and you know it is interesting focusing on this sort of younger group of characters and you've got this it introduces more things into the wider world so you know i'm okay yeah. with with that i i don't have a problem with the actual show itself i just in terms of you know what what the subject matter is i think it's an interesting enough idea i just i would like it to be a little bit quicker <laughs> yeah yeah as i said i think i think they're trying too hard to actually not skip time mm. um and they sort of need to do that a little bit maybe so yeah but uh, i think that's pretty much everything for the pre-talk uh let's take a quick break we'll go in some housekeeping and then we'll get into the episode uh stick around we'll see you in a minute Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing <laughs> killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts so join us if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to koalu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with koalu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts 
and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alrighty, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, the Breaking Bad Season Finale podcast is now out and available to be listened to either on entertainmenttalk.org or on uh, podcast platforms, the Becoming Heisenberg podcast. Uh, you can search for that on uh, podcast platforms as well. Season 1, Episode 7. Uh, I don't know if it's definite if we will do the uh, feedback podcast next week or if we'll leave it maybe the week after. Or we d- there's no there's no like particular rush for it, but we'll do it. We'll do it soon at some point, and uh, you'll know when the podcast gets released because we'll obviously record it and release it. But uh, be getting some feedback uh, about the seven episodes. Uh, you've still got a chance to do that, so you can send in your emails as well. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So you've still got time to get your feedback in for the Breaking Bad uh, Season 1 feedback podcast uh, but season one episode seven the finale podcast for season one is available to be listened to uh, gaming talk yesterday uh the ps5 ui was revealed uh this week as well so we talked about that that's basically the playstation 5's menus and some of the new features some of which they didn't quite want to show us they're sort of keeping coy about certain things uh which is strange because the console's coming out in less than a month but they showed what they showed us and me and Robert talked about all of that, the features and uh, you know some different things that are involved in that. Uh, there's three games that have recently gone gold. Uh, Godfall, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, that basically means that the development on those three games, which are all coming out around about the same time, they're all pretty much uh, next-gen launch games. That means the development on those games have finished and they will be launching on those particular dates. I think Godfall and Spider-Man Miles Morales are uh, PlayStation 5 launch titles, of course, Assassin's uh, Assassin's Creed is also available on uh, Xbox One, so you can check those out as well. I did give my, not my review, but my sort of final impressions of Crash Bandicoot 4 because I've now finished it, so if you want to listen to all that, you can do that as well. Uh, Manchester United travelled to Paris last night, uh, well, travelled there a couple of days before that, um, and we beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-1 away from home. The guys worked really well, played really, really well. And uh, Marcus Rashford continues to impress with an 88th minute uh, winner. He's both uh, feeding starving children and he's scoring goals in Paris. And he's only 22 years old. So uh, I think we can uh, give him some uh, applause for that. Um, But that's the first of six uh, Champions League group stage games. We will be playing at home to Chelsea Saturday half past five. So be thinking of me when it gets to half past five on a Saturday <laughs> on Saturday but uh, very very good start to our Champions League campaign that's also the first Champions League podcast uh, on the United cast as well because we didn't play Champions League football last season but that's that as well uh, speaking of the other side of the Walking Dead world uh, Fear the Walking Dead season six episode two uh, I did the podcast for that this week uh, as I pointed out on Twitter if you don't have BT TV because as David has said there's only about six people that do uh, and you don't want to wait for the uh, box set to show up on Amazon. You can go on the Microsoft Store uh, on the Xbox. I'm assuming you can do the same for PlayStation, but I don't 100% know. And you can go and buy the season pass, and you'll basically get the episodes put onto your console uh, on a weekly you, basis. You can do that on Amazon as well, actually. It is okay. on Amazon Video because uh, that's where I'm watching it. I'm watching season six because I enjoyed season five so much. Uh, I'm actually, you can, for, I think it's eighteen ninety nine. you can go on to yeah. the amazon.co.uk site or 
presume, I don't know whether you can get it on .com, but Amazon.co.uk, you can go on there and buy the entire season. Um, it's quite funny though, reading the reviews of that because I noticed it was on like two and a half stars, and I was curious. So I went and reading the reviews. The amount of people complaining that I paid eighteen pounds a night's not the full season. Are you like really? Not... <laughs> Do you not understand that it's it's a yeah. season pass and it's released weekly? <laughs> How stupid are you? Um, right. yeah. So yeah, but um, so yes, you can go and buy the entire season on uh, Amazon, and it and you will get it the next day. Um, so uh, it was. I mean, it was quite late releasing this Monday because it was it was Monday at like sort of. 12 midnight or something so it mm. was it was quite late late releasing so sort of a day or a day or two after the us it will release on amazon uh but you have to buy it and then if you if you're prepared to wait six or eight months it will go onto amazon prime eventually yep. but if you want to watch it now you can get it on amazon yep so there's some options available for you if you don't have bt tv uh, let's play Sundays for Crash Bandicoot 4. I'm not sure which one that is, but that's one of the Let's Plays you can go and have a look for. Uh, Manchester United also beat Newcastle 4-1 away from home. Uh, some very good goals in there as well. Um, did a sort of, uh, I guess you could call it reaction podcast. I didn't know what else to call it. Uh, the BBC have commissioned a three-part drama about the life of one Jimmy Savile because we all want to know that story again. Um, and I just talked about how kind of weird that situation is given that he actually worked for the BBC as well and how it kind of makes BBC look desperate to a, to a certain degree and just uh, the negative nature and the weird nature just, just around the whole situation. So uh, I talked about that as well. Uh, and Star Trek. And lastly, Star Trek is back for Season 3. Season 3, Episode 1 is the current episode available. CBS All Access Thursdays in the US. And Netflix Next Day UK for Friday. So look out for those as well. And that's everything at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. In a flashback, going back to the episode, we see Silas being arrested for a violent incident. Seeing him with bloody knuckles uh, in an ambulance and uh, Silas hitting an unknown person or man uh, along with um, earphones playing a birthday message from his grandparents uh, when Silas turned six. So um, yeah they've started, they've tended to start, I can't quite remember how the pilot started but I know that at least with this week's episode and last week's you kind of opened with flashbacks and then you'd sort of transition from that flashback to current day with that character to sort of see how that's like affecting them um at current time um what mm. do you think of the reveal that because silas has been you know the probably the quietest out of the group hope and iris have been you know in the group as well uh elton's been kind of eugene style chatty but speaks better i suppose or, yeah. or a bit clearer uh, and silas has been kind of the the silent one in the group if you remember in the treehouse i think in the second episode he was the one that was you know has hesitant to sort of get involved with big mo the the um bowling ball and he's just been the sort of socially quiet one which is perfectly fine but um yeah what do you think of his uh violent past kind of reveal this this sort of explains i mean uh, quite a lot i i again the one of my annoyances of this episode is we don't actually get reveals to exactly what happened so we can only sort of really guess right now but um i, I mean my assumption would be given that he seems to have this connection to his grandparents that clearly there was something very wrong at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, the comments he makes later about his mother as well. I, I wonder if it was either he was abused by 
a father or stepfather and his mum stood by the dad and not by him um that that I, I wonder if they're setting up that sort of situation and he eventually snaps and takes out the father possibly um so i you know i i don't know exactly where they're going with this but it would seem that there was probably some abuse of some sort involved mm. there i would think um and that will sort of explain more about his his character and the fact that you know he's he's had some form of major trauma go on in his life and that is why he's very quiet and very withdrawn so i mean yeah it's sort of interesting but as i say i wanted to see some resolution to that and we didn't really get proper detail about it and you know whilst i'm okay with them going through mixing the flashbacks in with this i I sort of want the each flashback resolved within that episode and not sort of dragged out until later on Mm. um yeah because that's how i'd like because they basically they resolved felix as last week because you knew pretty much what happened to his parents and and everything so yeah it's a it's a curious choice as to not fully reveal like everything that happened maybe they'll do it in in the next episode or next couple of episodes um again i do i think it's good interesting kind of backstory and interesting kind of character development and it feeds specifically into some of his actions in this episode as well like when he's slamming on the table or when um that walker that he pushes over or empty uh that he pushes over and he's sort of very hesitant to hit it because, you know, that just triggers some stuff for him. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I just think that's it. I mean, it's not a particularly nice backstory. Obviously, there's probably some, some bad reasons as to why that happened. And, you know, maybe he's got um, a violent sort of family history and that sort of thing, like you just sort of explained. Um, but uh, it's, it's quite interesting for his character. And uh, it does explain quite well that okay why he's kind of reserved and a bit more quiet and doesn't really he he sort of wants to try and keep to himself and try to keep those uh violent tendency tendencies um out of the way uh which is which is quite interesting so mm. yeah uh in the present hope wakes up uh the group uh by radioing them over the walkie-talkie telling them she's acting as bait because if you remember the end of last week's episode she walked into the smoke um acting as bait in Elton's uh, plan to sound the, the siren so they can get through the BOG, uh, Blaze of Gory it was called, wasn't it? Uh, she is yes. currently hiding out in an office, which we see a bit later. Iris begs her to come back, but Hope refuses, saying it has to be her because um, she wants to be kind of the, the brave one for the group. Um, they've also got this thing in the episode where they one of them flips the other one off on the, on the radio and they can kind of tell... Um, yeah. I think they did some very good work, um, just kind of uh, you know, character development-wise, with them sort of bonding as sisters, and you can kind of really see that sisterly sort of sibling relationship. Because um, yeah. I'm sure, as some people are aware, some sibling relationships aren't uh, quite so easy to to get along with. You know, one of you comes first, yeah. and then one of you comes second, and there's jealousy over that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I know I've got an older sister, so I know what some of that stuff can be <laughs> like. Um, but uh, my sister's you know great and everything. But um, yeah, I I think they did some very good work with uh, the sisterly sort of bond uh, in this episode. What did you think of their interactions? Um, yeah, overall, I, I thought that, you know, there's a, a scene a bit later on where they're they're chatting about um, the the um, Iris's flashback, which right, I night, thought yeah. was 
quite nice as well, you know, about the night of their mother was killed. And I thought that was interesting. And and yeah, the, we are still kind of finding this dynamic between this group of, of you know, what is Hope's character like, what is Iris's character like, and Dalton and Silas. So we are still finding our feet a bit with these characters. Um, so yeah, I think this this helps sort of set that up a little bit. And in uh, Hope's case, it's she is sort of still feeling a bit responsible for the fact for the the Bee Walker thing and the fact that they couldn't they you know she didn't kill the yeah, Walker yeah. previously and you know all that sort of stuff. So um, so yeah, it's interesting that that she's going out and trying to be the the hero that you know at this point. Mm-hmm. Who's a flashback? Do you think we could see next week? Is it Fingers Elton's turn? Maybe. Possibly, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know how much. I mean, yeah, we've because we've got probably Elton and and Iris, mate. Not well. Iris. Hope, uh, no, Hope. Yeah, Iris. I can never remember which which sister's which. Uh, Hope, the younger well, sister. Yeah. Isn't she? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we've we've got Iris and we've got um, Elton to do out of the main group. Plus, we've got Huck potentially mm-hmm. to do. Um, who we and, probably know the least about at the moment. Y- yeah. So because at least I know we haven't seen an Elton flashback, I mean, but we've seen his interests and like the the science stuff and and that sort of thing. Huck's is it Husk or Huck? She's really kind of been in the. She's sort of almost been like um, Felix's just sidekick in a way. So yeah, uh, maybe they could show a bit more of her. Yeah, I think we might get a might get a flashback of her a bit later on, but um, I I get the feeling, given that what they did with Elton later on, I I get the feeling we may be kind of dovetailing into Elton's flashback next week, hmm. but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a good start to the episode. Uh, more flashback to Silas's past as we see the day Felix uh, welcomed him to the colony, which is the main group that got slaughtered. And that uh, Silas's uncle um, acted as his sponsor. Felix attempts to get him to attend school, but he opts to work um, at the plant with his uh, uncle instead. So he doesn't want to. He he basically just throughout most of these flashbacks and pretty much throughout the main episode, as we see him sort of walking through this community and everything, just really does want to keep himself to himself. And that you know, uh, Felix is talking to him about. Uh, it might be a chance to meet new friends and that sort of thing, but he just wants to sort of stay away uh, from from everything, which is, again, understandable given what kind of happened in his past and maybe just socially he sort of struggles a bit, I think, understandably, and um, just kind of wants to keep himself to himself, which uh, is good and bad for, for different reasons, I suppose, because um, there's always going to be possibly that struggle for him with uh, trying to you know bond with, with new people and that sort of thing. So, because uh, by the mm. time by the by, by the time we go into where the show starts and we're ten years into this thing, he already knows Hope and Iris and Felix and uh, Elton, doesn't he? So he hasn't. Yeah. Really, we we didn't really see at the start of the show him trying to get to sort of know them because he's already basically done that because obviously they've got the, the 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 history there and that sort of thing. Uh, so what did you think of Felix trying to introduce him to the community? 
Yeah, I mean, this again is just another little bit of, of the backstory of clearly he's very withdrawn. Uh, he either he, he either doesn't trust people or doesn't trust himself around people. Mm-hmm. Um, or both. So, maybe. yeah, or both. Um, you know, and like you say, he just wants to keep himself to himself. And, you know, Felix is trying to be, well, Felix and just sort of, you know, be welcoming and opening and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's interesting that it's his uncle that acts as the sponsor, cause, which again feeds into the, my uh, right. suggestion parental that it was probably his problems. father that he, yeah, the parental problems and it was probably his father that, that he either killed or attacked. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not entirely, uh, I'm not entirely sure, sort of, what exactly went on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, this this was a nice little scene again. Just reinforces the the whole thing of of his background. Yep, yep, it's quite good. Uh, in the present, Hope heads to the Siren as Iris, Elton, and Silas uh, head to the office to wait for Hope's distraction. Uh, Elton asks Silas if he's prepared to kill. It's quite an interesting question for someone like that. Uh, the To kill the empties if they have to. Uh, Silas puts away his wrench uh, weapon. I think he puts it in like a slot in his back or something. Uh, and says yeah. he will carry their bags to help them move faster. Um, I quite like that idea because, you know, if you're going to fight walkers or empties, or I'm still just not quite there with the, the empties thing, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, I guess because they've been calling them walkers on The Walking Dead for 10 seasons and I'm just... You know, too used to that. I'm sure that they call them the same thing on, on fear. Although I can't quite particularly remember. Well, they remember. they do now. They they, uh, they they do now. But I think we mentioned this like I can't remember whether it was on this show, or whether it was when we were talking about it on Geek Town. But mm-hmm. um, it what I I quite like that because of the fact that they all have slightly different um, local colloquialisms for for what they call the undead mm-hmm. so you know sometimes they're referred to as the undead we've seen them called like things like shufflers and empties and walkers and growlers and you know so i quite like that because what they refer to the undead as can sometimes give you some idea of what community they belong to mm-hmm. you know um so I'm okay with that and the fact that they're coming up and and it makes sense because not everybody would necessarily come up with the same idea. I mean the only reason that we refer to them as zombies or we refer to them as walkers is because of the fact that we collectively have watched either zombie movies or The Walking Dead. So, you know, um that that's there is a collective reason why we refer to them as that whereas if you're in a world where I, I, I'm guessing zombie movies don't exist and certainly The Walking Dead doesn't exist um, as a TV show on The Walking Dead, obviously. So uh, they are all going to come up with different words for what these reanimated corpses are called, mm-hmm. I think. Makes yeah. sense to me. And and in, in The Last of Us, you've got runners who run at you. Then you've got stalkers who are... Uh, they They try and sort of sneak around you and try and... Um, like catch you out sort of thing then you've got clickers who make the clicking noise as they're walking yeah. around uh then you've got bloaters who are just you know the, the big ones and that sort of thing so um that just kind of got me thinking as well i wonder now we don't know that this is going to happen necessarily but assuming that rick meets this crm group and they start calling them empties and rick's going to probably turn around and be like they're, they're called walkers or have 
maybe some sort of conversation about that. That might be quite an interesting reaction whenever, yeah, maybe. whenever we do see that first film. Uh, but going back to Silas, um, I mean, if he doesn't want to put himself through trying to kill these things and, you know, bring back those sort of violent tendencies or that violent past, carrying bags is, is pretty helpful still. I mean, if it takes yeah. the, the weight off of the other characters as they're trying to kill these walkers and he's comfortable with doing that, uh, I mean, it worked. They they will survive the episode. Um, yeah. So, it's, it's, I mean, at one point he probably will have to kill one because it will be a life and death situation probably, just like with Hope and Iris later in the episode. Um, but it's still something quite useful for him to do, you know. So, um, yeah, totally. what do you think of his choice? Yeah, well, it sort of makes sense and it reinforces the thing about he's, he, he's very uncomfortable with violence um, and... I kind of get the impression that he's scared himself with Mm. the incident that happened and he doesn't want to be that person and he doesn't want to risk going back there. I mean, that seems to be where they're kind of aiming it, you know, and he's not a bad person, you know, he's not inherently a violent person. He just knows that he has that violence in him and he doesn't want to risk triggering it in some way. Um, So, yeah, this sort of does make, sense and like you say at some point i'm sure he will have to do it but uh yeah we've got a history of of people becoming pacifist characters on this show you know people like morgan and there's been other characters as well Mm -hmm. uh, of uh, and eventually they all had to turn at one point to uh you know to be able to do it and um but it's a valuable thing. I mean, the you know, being they've got a large amount of stuff that they need to carry. Silas is a big guy; he's prepared to carry it all. So, um, yeah, I mean, it frees up everybody else. Why not? That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, Morgan's a very good example of that because he's gone merely back and forth, somewhat in a frustrating way between clear of like I have to because uh, there was the episode called Clear. I think it was in season three or four of uh of the yeah. main show and he was like you know not in a very good place mentally and that sort of thing and felt like he had to kill everyone and then there was the um uh, i think it was all life is precious isn't it where he's like not he's trying to be this pacifist and not really kill anyone um and jesus kind of joined him in season eight and, and that sort of stuff like in the in the the war storyline uh, yeah with, with negan and everything um he even got i remember when carol sort of um was a little bit like that at sort of certain points and she kind of joined him for yeah. a little bit. So there, there's a history already with, with that in in the world. Um, and, you know, Morgan trying to sort of help people. And uh, I know Silas is, is different to that. Obviously, they've, they've got their different reasons for doing uh, different things. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting way to kind of explore that aspect, I suppose. But like, like we've both kind of said, whether it's next episode or one an episode in the future, at one point there will be, you know, maybe he'll be in a room on his own and a walker will sort of jump at him or an empty. Um, and then he will he will have to kill that walker at some point. So um, yeah. it'll be interesting when that does kind of happen because, as I said, it happened to uh, Iris and Hope in this episode as well and they had to get their mm. first kills. Uh, Iris and Silas are chatting and Iris asks him if he misses um, his mum. At first he says no, then he changes his answer to sometimes. Uh, She tells him it's okay to be scared of the empties, um, but he replies they are not the ones... um, He replies those are not the ones that scare him. Uh, Because he's kind of 
scared of himself in a way, isn't he? Because he doesn't want to end up, you know, hurting one of his friends and and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Interesting with, you know, how he's talking about his mum here, because as we kind of, because we don't know this, because the episode doesn't really tell us, but we've kind of guessed that, you know, his dad's probably got a violent past. Maybe his mum just didn't really sort of get involved, so he doesn't necessarily blame her, perhaps. And then as a result, he went to his uncle and then ended up with Felix. Um, so, you know, if, if what he's kind of going through isn't entirely on his mum and there's some forgiveness towards her from him, uh, that's, that's kind of understandable. So, yeah, um, I mean, as I say, it comes back to, to the, the setup, I think they're probably going for, to me, the thing that seems most logical is there is a mum and dad or mum and possibly stepdad or mum's boyfriend, there was clearly, I, I suspect the boyfriend, the the male in that partnership, was abusive either to the mother or the mother and Silas, yeah. and Silas has snapped and, um, you know, ended up hurting or killing this guy, and the mother, I think, probably wasn't stepping in to back the son. And that that the way that's written, the way he sort of says no, he doesn't miss her, and then says sometimes, it does make me yeah. think that 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 uh, you know, it's his mother. So yes, he misses her, but and he misses potentially the idea of her. But it sounds like that there was also some animosity there as well. Mm. So. Yeah, there's a there's a certain element of forgive, forgiveness, certainly. Mm. It's so, interesting how one little line can give you quite a lot, actually. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty good writing. So, mm. um, Elton asks Silas, everyone wants something from Silas in this episode. Uh, yeah. To help with a blocked door. I mean, the episode is focused on him, so it makes sense. Uh, Elton yeah. asks Silas to help with a blocked door. When they manage to force it open, uh, they find uh, Felix and Huck. Oh, it's Huck. Uh, on the other side, Iris asks how uh, they found them, and Felix says um, he followed the clues left, uh, someone left, so it was the can of peaches and the writing and uh, the other things that we saw in the se- yeah the second episode. Uh, Felix is shocked to learn that the whole trip uh, was Iris's idea, not Hope's as he had assumed. Uh, when he asks Hope where Hope is, Iris tells him the plan, but refuses to say where the siren actually is, uh, as she is confident her sister will come through, which she does in the end, because they will survive the episode. Um, yeah, yes. a couple of interesting little character things here. Again, everyone kind of just bothering Silas in the episode. Uh, he's really trying in this episode to just sort of be a bit on his own and just sort of you know deal, deal with things in his own way, and people keep... Um, uh, bothering him for stuff uh I, I get it you know sometimes you have to in in this world particularly you have to ask people to help with certain things and he helped with the block door and all that so uh that was good um yeah we got a, a bit of a re- resolution with um you know them, them sort of talking about the uh, trail that was left behind and uh felix being sort of surprised as to who actually did it and, and that sort of thing um so what do you think of all these uh character interactions i suppose and uh, how everyone is sort of treating Silas, I guess. Uh, well, I'm glad that, that Felix and Huck have caught up with them because I did wonder whether we were going to go through the entire first season with them, right. like chasing them. But uh, I'm I'm kind of glad that they're all now in one group because I think that makes life a little bit easier. And, you know, the, the whole criticism that we uh, talked about last week of the, uh, you know, some people have been criticising the fact that these kids seem scared of 
killing these zombies and us kind of running away rather than actually kind of doing away with them. Um, now you've got more experienced people with them that hopefully will, will boost the confidence of mm-hmm. the kids a little bit. And whilst they're going to be nervous about, you know, Iris and Elton and the others and getting into the fray and actually kind of defending themselves. I think somebody like Felix is also going to understand the importance that these kids are going to have to learn to defend themselves. You know, he did teach a class on it, which we talked, talked about last week. And I think he sort of understands that, that they are going to need to be able to defend themselves when they're out. So I, I think it's, that's going to be, make it more interesting moving forward having those older more experienced people actually with the kids uh and it will help move things along um and uh, again it's this thing about flipping the assumptions you know because felix all along has been assuming that it was uh iris that was had left this kind of path which i mean they hadn't actually left a path it was just there were things that they were doing along the way that left blatant evidence about where they were going i don't think it was anything particularly intentional Uh but um yeah the fact that he's he's sort of quite shocked that he realized the person that was probably doing that was hope and the entire idea wasn't hopes it was irises and hopes always been the kind of more wild one out of the two so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's interesting stuff it's very, very interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I quite like what they did with all that in this episode. Um, and, yeah, I, I still, even with three episodes into the show now, I was seeing people, um, I think it was maybe yesterday and the day before, because it's Wednesday now, uh, saying, like, oh, I'm I'm fed up with these kids and they can't do anything and I'm switching the show off. And I replied to the person and said, like, do you, did you expect them to leave the building and become rick and michonne and they didn't, yeah they, they didn't really respond to me but <laughs> but it's it's just i'm sorry but that that assumption is just quite unrealistic to uh to just expect them to just suddenly i don't know start yeah. just fighting exactly. like, they, like they know what they're doing so yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I mean it has made perfect sense i've i have no problem with the fact that they mm-hmm. are a bit kind of apprehensive and they they are kind of not massively skilled at being able to do this you know they've although they've had they've been taught it in theory they've never had to do it in practice and that's mm. got to be a fairly scary thing particularly yeah. for a you know somebody of that age so i'm sort of glad that the group is now together and you've got some older people that will will be able to approach this and maybe do some on the job training for them you mm. know so yeah and as i said at the start with how much of a different uh, how much of a sort of fresh take and a difference it gives to have this you know YA young adult um, series it does come along with with things like that which is having untrained characters and mm. uh, I've just I really quite like that angle I think that's just different and interesting and uh, quite entertaining so uh, yeah. flashback Silas uh, now a janitor at the school meets Iris for the first time in her father's lab a week after he left uh, for the science exchange. As she leaves, he drops a poem, um, sorry, a paper with a poem about a tiger, which he takes and keeps in his locker. Um, so, yeah, a little, little bit of a social interaction from there. He doesn't really um, speak to, uh, who is it, Iris? Yeah, Iris. Yeah. He doesn't really speak to her necessarily too much, nothing too particularly heavy for him to necessarily deal with, and he's listening to his music, which is kind of keeping him calm in a in a particular way and um 
yeah, just a, just a nice little sort of interaction for him. Again, I just think that this adds to both of their characters, really. Uh, more so with Silas than with Iris, but it just um, yeah. adds a little bit more to them. So I mean, it was fine, this little scene. It was blatantly put in there to be able to introduce this Tiger poem that they could then uh-huh. read out over the later bit of the the story. Um the, the, it did slightly annoy me that kind of tiger poem thing because I, 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 I didn't get the relevance of it. I'm sure there was stuff in the words and things, but I, I, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like it seemed really forced to me as a way of of them putting something to try and add mm. some weight to it, and I just don't think it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that that was the way I I, I just looked at it and i was like yeah it just feels a bit like heavy-handed and forced and you know that was the sole purpose of this scene was to add that bit of poetry and and uh, yeah i i could have done without that without them reading the poem over the end but mm-hmm. i mean it's not the actual poem itself that interests me it's the the character interaction here which i think, yeah. is, I think is the more important part but yeah mm-hmm. yeah no I, I get what you're saying i just sort of looked at the scene differently i suppose which is uh perfectly fine uh, and again i just saw people uh, online just like oh what, what are you doing putting po- poems in the walking dead it's like just just calm down just yeah i have no problem with them necessarily putting poems as a thing in the walking dead i just felt in this particular instance yeah yeah that felt a bit forced mm-hmm. and unnecessary um, and I don't think particularly added anything other than me kind of going, why are they doing this? Yeah. But, you know, there you go. Fair enough. Uh, Hope makes it to the siren on the roof but finds the handler's broken because, of course, it is. Uh, yeah. It comes off, like, straight away. <laughs> uh, so works on fixing it. Uh, she radios Iris to update her. And Felix uh, demands he let them... Um, he let them help, uh, but she refuses and tells them to be ready to whole ass, which means, you know, run or get away from the area when uh, when the siren starts going off because you don't want to be sticking around when that's, uh, when that's sort of happening because it will be attracting the empties or the walkers. Um, yeah, not too much here necessarily. It builds into, obviously, the, the scenes a bit later on. But, um, yeah, it's just a quick sort of interaction. Did you expect it to be broken i guess and that would be well yes of go, course. Kind of go either, back that to Felix. Or, either that or, or it would be it would start off working and then you know Stop break it at a really important point right. you know so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much that uh, hope gets the uh, siren working drawing the walkers away as the others make a run for it climbing down the roof uh hope twists her ankle but manages to keep moving uh so kind of um impeding is that the right word i'm looking for yes uh yeah kind of impeding the character and uh leading to a, a particular later scene uh, as a further distraction hope lights another fire but is attacked by two empties iris steps in and takes uh one out in her, their first kill but the other falls on top of her iris steps in and makes her first kill saving her sister so they both finally make their first kills and as I said earlier in the episode, with I know it's I was talking about Silas, but at some point these kids will have to make their first kills because of life or death situations, which was this particular situation. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was quite a good, uh, quite a good bit of development for them both. They're they're still really nervous about doing it. Obviously, it's their first kill. It's not going to be 
easy no matter what. Um, but uh, yeah, one of them struggling to deal with the walkers. The other one steps in, and then they work together, I guess, as uh, as sisters as well, which I thought was quite mm. good. So uh, and and uh, admittedly a smaller zombie set piece, but still one that interested me as far as uh, my yeah. Uh, you see, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I I liked. Um, I particularly like Hope lighting the fire because they were getting kind of stuck in this sort of tar stuff. Mm-hmm. Although I did take a look at it and it was like, she's going to throw that Zippo lighter actually into the. Yes, she has. She's thrown the rather than kind of lighting something and throwing that down. She actually mm-hmm. threw the whole lighter into the thing, and you like that's a waste of a perfectly <laughs> good lighter. You're out in the middle of the wilderness. Why are you throwing a lighter away? Um, so yeah, that that slightly bothered me of just the wastefulness of it and it was quite a nice lighter but uh so uh that that slightly slightly bothered me but i mean you know very very minor point um but yeah the set piece itself i thought was made sense uh you know it's the two sisters each of them get in trouble at different points one saves the other and uh they make their first kills because they have to and mm-hmm. we kind of knew that was going to come you know with iris saving hope and then hope saving iris I think that worked perfectly well, and you know that that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think very, very good. Yeah, um, it's funny because she, I think it was Hope that picked up the uh, stick, and I I didn't realize it was the one with the little blade thing. I was like, oh, what's yeah. she, what is she going to like kick this thing around the head, and then is she just sort of flip the blade out? I was like, oh yeah, it's the thing that they've, that they've yeah, got. the blade stick thing. Yeah, yeah, blade stick. Have they given that a name, or is it just? I don't think they have. No. no. No, but it's uh, it's a pretty cool weapon nonetheless. But um, yeah, for somebody who likes uh, a bit of zombie action, this uh, scratches that itch a little bit. Yeah. Um, admittedly, one of the smaller scenes that they've done so far, but still, nonetheless, I I liked it. So uh, I'm easily pleased in that, in that particular way, I guess. Uh, yeah. the gang regroup uh and run for the exit, but a fence holding a pile of tires starts to collapse, threatening to block their paths. Silas steps in and saves his friends, good old Silas, uh, holding up the fence whilst they get past. They all make it through as the fence gives way, blocking the empties from following them, and it's going to take them, even if, even if the empties do try to get past that, they're going to be tripping up all over the place. Um, yes. And that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, good work uh, from, from Silas again. He still hasn't got his... Uh, first kill yet but he's he's helping the group in other ways you know he's carrying their bags and he's holding things up uh using a bit of his strength which he clearly does does have as well um and uh yeah ultimately the group survives as well uh and luckily elton also gets his um he was looking for his bag wasn't it that had this uh yeah book yeah. in there as well and, which is clearly yes, important and, yeah this this book was some sort of manuscript that his mother had written and hadn't yeah. finished and he wanted to finish it for her so that's why he went back for the bag and uh i yeah that's one of the things that made me think that that feels like they're probably going to lead into her his flashback next week mm-hmm. possibly yeah um because they've sort of started to set that up but uh yeah i i like the scene you know i like the fact that silas is he's been there helping he started to realize that he has got friends and he you know he's got people that care about him and he's you know he's part of this little group and he feels like he's found his place so Hmm. you know that's good yep very very good stuff uh the group arrive at a lake to clean up rest and eat etc uh and do these and they have this sort of makeshift clothesline kind of thing i don't know if you noticed that um felix wants to head to omaha 
uh, to resupply then back home Iros refuses to return as do the rest of the group one by one they all sort of stand up and say I'm staying as well so Huck yes. and Felix agree I'm to... <laughs> uh, so Huck and Felix agree to come with them uh, to keep them safe um, Felix not entirely happy about that and does say to Hopen... no basically doesn't have a choice yeah yeah does say to Hope and Iris like I don't think this is a good idea but I've kind of got to keep an eye on you because uh, he thinks that they're going to get themselves killed which one of them might you know it might happen yes. to one of them but um yeah glad that felix and and huck are both uh along for the ride nonetheless so um yeah what do you think of this little uh particular scene yeah i mean this this was sort of inevitable conclusion that they were going to end up carrying on going because they weren't going to go back i mean although if they did go back they've equally got problems doing that because there isn't a home to go back to not that they know that at this point but um yeah i mean they uh the i, I it was always going to go this way felix and huck were always going to end up having to go with them it was always going to be this group moving to a forward together so we kind of knew where that where this was going but uh mm-hmm. yeah a good little scene that kind of lays that out yeah because i think you'd have potentially a bit of a structure issue if you then have okay one one part with elizabeth one part with felix and huck um and then another part with the the four kids as well and then like okay what what would then what would huck and uh felix even then sort of do what would mm. that what would you really even do with those characters i guess um but if if that was going to be the situation i assume that the writers would maybe just come up with something uh maybe they'd go back to elizabeth or i i i don't really know but yeah know. but even even if they went back they'd find that the colony was burnt yeah. to the ground so yeah. you know yeah didn't have too much choice which is good uh later hope and iris uh, are chatting uh, and hope reveals uh their mum wasn't killed by empties but that uh, she scared a uh, pregnant lady who uh, shot their mum and in turn she shot the same lady this woman's supposed to be um elton's mum isn't it is it i think then he said he said i think it was him that said in even the first or the second episode about um something about someone being his mum being pregnant or something on the night of the the event i might have that Uh, possibly wrong but maybe i i I don't know that i I missed that detail if that was the case but okay i'll I'll look that up again after the episode i'm sure he said something about like my mum was pregnant on that night or something like that but um yeah again a good little sister sort of bond scene between hope and iris um not necessarily for good reasons but um yeah, they sort of accept what's happened and, and sort of move on from it. And uh, yeah, so it's a good little scene between the two of them. What did you make yeah. of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope feeling that she can trust Iris with this and kind of not really understanding why she didn't tell her earlier. And, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a bonding moment. And all good. You know, they now both know the story. Uh I mean, it would be if if it is if you are right, and it turns out that that was Elton's mind. I mean, that makes it interesting, mm. uh, yeah. s- sort of conflict to come up a bit later on if they fig- if Elton figures that out. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, we'll have to wait and see. But at least they all know where they are now. You know, they they these the sisters are on the same page. So yeah, it's good. Uh, and that's the last of we see of the main group for the episode because elsewhere. Uh, CRM Lieutenant um, 
Elizabeth is talking with her sergeant uh, Major Barker or Barca, uh, who was at the colony massacre. Uh, Barca voices his concern about what they did, as the group didn't seem like a threat. Elizabeth responds that they that they were going to be, uh, but Barca says he's not sure he believes that. Um, after they eat, two fully armed soldiers come and take Barca away to the CRM health and welfare complex where Elizabeth says he will uh, stay until he's ready to serve again. Uh, Barca says he'll never be ready, so kind of wants to refuse this whole situation. To which Elizabeth replies, um, then you'll never leave. So sort of threatening, trying to threaten each other, I guess. Uh, once he has been dragged away, Elizabeth, now alone, um, kind of breaks down at the end of the episode. Why did she load a gun and not use it? Just as a um, as a threat? Because I thought, oh, she's just gonna. He's because I, uh, I kind of thought, oh, she's refusing to like comply with her, and she's just gonna shoot him. I I did wonder that. Um, although it was sort of in the middle of her, because she goes around the apartment and like turns all the lights and the turns gas and everything on. Yeah. on. And I did wonder if if she'd done that as a way of disguising what they were talking about but i think actually it was more to do with she was showing off in that you know saying look we have she's power we this. have gas we have yeah. electric we have all this stuff you know this is what's important and she's basically saying you know we have two hundred thousand souls to protect uh this is what important this is how we do it um and this is a, a storyline which they've slightly been mirroring on fear as well in a sort of slightly smaller way in that you've got this mad lunatic that's um controlling a group of people yeah uh and uh you know so we've i mean it is something that we've we've seen even as far back as the governor on the main show as well i mean we've seen this in different sizes and obviously the crm is a is a much bigger version of that but um yeah i mean the, it's sort of interesting just just to to see how they fit in, and I want to mm-hmm. know more about this group. And um, she, as we see at the end, you know, she kind of breaks down. She, although she's putting up this front, she's clearly not that comfortable with, with what they've been doing. Um, and we still don't know exactly why they felt i mean he said they were going to become a threat but i don't see why that they thought that they were a threat yeah and the whole thing that set this off of of the father being very uncomfortable you know sends the kids the message to say it's not safe um there is clearly something going on with this group and there's you know we don't know what their end goals are and we don't know what their plan is but uh I, I just I want to know more you know I do want to know more about the, these people yeah yeah um I thought what she was doing was like creating a bunch of noise so that when she maybe shoots him it's quieter mm. but that's clearly not what she's what she was sort of trying to do because in in the past in TV when a character has had like a gun without a silencer they've used things like maybe a pillow to sort of mask the uh sound of the shot um, but that's that's what that's what originally I thought she was doing. I was like, oh, she's she's loading this gun and she's making you know turning on all the fan and everything else um, to to just sort of shoot him. But she decides that he has to go away to this this other place. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, for me, there's there's three bits of the story that I kind of want to see now. One is the backstory of Huck. One is the backstory of um, 
Elton, and then the other is more of more of what's going on here with uh, with with Elizabeth. Yeah, because as far as pretty much everything else, we've we've seen a good chunk of it. Um, like we know Felix's backstory, we know about um, Silas's like past and and that sort of thing. Not quite exactly what happened there, but we've we've seen at least parts of it. So uh, th- those are the three things I'm sort of looking forward to to seeing next. Um, would you would you agree with those things? Yeah. Um... I, you know, overall, yes, I want to definitely want to see more of this group. I want to see more of that. I would like to see a bit of Elizabeth's backstory, although I don't know whether we're going to get that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I do want to see much more of this group. And I mean, ultimately, I think that's where we'll get to by the end of the the run. You know, we yeah. will. I think we'll know a lot more about this group, at least by the end of the run. Because um, that's sort of what this show is there for. Uh, but yeah i would like to know a little bit more as we go through the the episodes as well and uh see a bit more of that they're, they're by far the most interesting thing because they we know that group are attached to both the other shows mm-hmm. so yeah you know because of the helicopters and that so yeah because of the helicopters and we've you know we've we've seen the helicopters in both shows now in both fear and in the main walking dead show uh, and that's the end of the episode very interesting end to the episode we still have some questions but we still have episodes left to have those things answered so uh, but every week we go from what 18 to now 17 episodes um left of the show so um yeah still still time for obviously a lot of things to happen but uh we'll see how things go in the coming mm. weeks um this is it's funny that this is a new show and there are less episodes left of it and the main <laughs> show that's only got one season left but yeah yeah because yeah, we've got 17 of this and then uh, 30? 30. 30, 30 yeah, of the main show, yeah. Six bonus ones and then 24 for the for the final season. Yeah, yeah. it just uh, keeps on going. Um, But, uh, yeah, let's move into the emails we got now. You can send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, or whatever, uh, either about any of these three Walking Dead shows or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Phoebe says, so Matt... Um, was looking for more zombie shows and now you have two Walking Dead shows running at once. How do you feel? Um, I feel very good about that, actually. I'm getting two different <laughs> types of stories told to me as well because uh, although it's still set in the Walking Dead universe, there's still walkers or empties um, and both shows kind of come from Robert Kirkman's creation with the comic book. Uh, they're both telling different stories with Fear and with the and with uh, World Beyond and even in the main show is telling a, a different story as well. Uh, of course, the main show isn't on quite at the moment, but um, no, I'm I'm enjoying having two of them. Now, I don't need five of them on in one week. I'd probably still, if there was five Walking Dead shows on in a week, I'd probably would still watch them because I do that with the CW shows when there's what four or yeah. five of them on at the same time. Uh, it can get a bit a, a bit much at certain points when when you expand a franchise like that and you have things all all on at the same time. But uh, two's a very good amount at the moment. Um, I think that they'll rotate them pretty well. Uh, as we go forward, I still don't quite know why they're doing two at the same time, and I, 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 don't, I don't know, I think maybe once they finish the run of um, Fear the Walking Dead, which is 16 episodes, we've got uh, 14 left, because we've had two so far, uh, that will probably finish around the same time as the uh, six bonus episodes for the main show, and then that will probably feed into something else. But there's a, there's going to be a gap at the moment to where, when the main show comes back, presumably in February for the six episodes... Um, what are you going to have Walking Dead wise between the end of that and October which is when 
season 11 will probably start because that that's the slot that you could have saved 16 weeks of fear the walking dead for um, yeah so I, I don't know what do you what do you think about that um yes i mean i i agree i i think maybe they just thought it was going to be if they were going to kind of run world beyond and then run that straight into the uh extra episodes of the main show and then fear that puts fear like you know into what may probably or you know april april may -ish, Mar yeah. april may so i i think whilst i I sort of, I, I just think they, the amount of complaints they would have got by bumping Fear so long, um, hmm. because Fear is the established show. Uh, so I, I think that's probably why they decide to run them both together because they're using Fear to bump the audience up for uh, well beyond. I, hmm. I rather suspect, you know. Um, do, you, do you know on a Sunday which one starts first? Because I'm assuming they're doing nine and ten o'clock, and then Talking Dead's probably at eleven. I don't know which one's actually uh, first. I think Fear probably would be. I think probably. I, I suspect it's. I, I don't know, but I suspect it's It's probably Fear, which runs into mm. well beyond, I would have thought, because then you're you're hopefully capturing the Fear audience for yeah. well beyond. The, the other thing I'm guessing that they could do, because we know that these six bonus episodes for the main show are in production at the moment, because they, they put it online the other day. Um, are they hoping that they can get one of either world beyond or fear done so that one that when the six episodes finish they can air wh wh whichever one is is going to be next maybe i don't know maybe or, uh... i mean maybe maybe that yeah maybe that is what they're trying to do maybe they're hoping to do world beyond and then uh I, the thing with world beyond is uh, there may be some stuff in that which eventually ties back into the main show so they probably got to time that in a particular way mm -hmm. whereas fear is a very separate entity so it, it may be that they go back to fear or it, i mean the other thing of course is the one shot series um yeah the the uh you know tales of the walking dead or whatever it's going to be called that uh that 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 they could possibly slot in afterwards Mm -hmm. I mean that that would be the other thing that maybe they could do because I mean that they don't relate to anything specific so you could do do, do a season of that with just a bunch of one-off stories. Mm -hmm. uh, but to go back to Phoebe's question, yeah, I'm happy to have two on at the same time. I don't really need more than that at the moment necessarily. But um, yeah, I'm being told two different stories in in the same universe, and I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, how, how do you feel about that, by the way? Having um, having two Walking Dead shows on. At the moment, yeah. Well, I mean, up until recently, I wasn't watching Fear, so right, I mean, right. that really didn't didn't kind of concern me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. I I mean, I I sort of understand why they're doing it. Like I say, I think the reason they're probably doing it is to use Fear to bump up the numbers for uh, Well Beyond because it's a new show, which makes sense. Yeah, if it works, then um, that's good. So yeah, and. There are other zombie shows around. We go, they go in waves, these sort of things. You know, we tend to have a bunch of zombie shows together of different types, and then you'll maybe get a bunch of like sci-fi shows or a bunch of vampire shows. I know there are there are a whole stack of vampire shows in development, so uh, there's, there's a group of there's three or four of those that may turn up next, and we'll go through a vampire phase, and then they'll go back to like zombies or you know something else. So. Mm. Someone will reboot 
Twilight eventually. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Did, yeah, probably. Well, yeah. the Lost the Lost Boys TV series is the one that they're, they're yeah. kind of working on yeah. at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, either Aaron or Aaron uh, says, what do you think works best for the Walking Dead universe? More long-term shows like the main one or more shorter series like this or something else? Um I mean, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a situation where you're rotating, let's say three of them, right? You have one on, then the other, then the other, and they kind of rotate in different parts of the year. Um, I think a, a mixture of all of them is is a good idea. I mean, you're gonna have the anthology thing, and then pretty much when the main show ends, you're gonna have Fear will kind of be the main one. It it, it depends what what this Carol and Daryl spinoff actually is, because we that's really all we know about it is it will feature those two characters and that's that's pretty yeah. much it and i'm assuming it'll take place after yeah. the uh, events of the main show the main show finishes i see i i think that will probably become the main show because they although we know carol and daryl will be the leads on it i mean carol and daryl are kind of two of the leads on the current show yeah and they have said that there are they expect other faces that you recognize to pop up in that series so i rather think that is going to end up being the lead show um with you know fear alongside as well and I, I think you do need a show to kind of hang other things around so i think that will probably be the carol and daryl show and then the the others are you know fear will carry on as fear and i think I, i'm okay with them doing kind of little short runs of things you know to fill in gaps in the universe i mean yeah. it's sort of like what what disney is doing with the marvel series and the star wars series you're you're using the tv shows to fill in gaps in between the movies you know and filling different bits of the history so like i i like the idea of a one-off thing because it allows you to tell little vignettes of of parts of the history without having to commit to an entire series of it yeah so i think that's a that's a nice useful tool but if they've got a story arc which is handy to get them from point A to point B when they need to connect the dots of of something being connected to something else in the universe, if you've got a one season show that does that, make a one season show. I don't I don't see I, I you know, I, I when you're building a big connected universe, there's no reason that you need to leave those characters in the in the one show. You know, you could get to end of World Beyond and then take half the characters that you like out of World Beyond and dump them into the Carol and Daryl series. Mm-hmm. You know, um that you can if you were a big connected universe, there's no reason why you can't just shift the characters around, which I yeah. think is what they'll probably end up doing. So if you want like have one season that introduces people and then you move them onto something else, do that. A little bit like what they're doing with um, the Arrowverse. Like, Supergirl's going to end, but then we're going to have a Superman yeah. show. They are going to be on kind of at the same time, at least for their first and last seasons. Um, but you, you're kind of switching things around a little bit and telling different stories with different characters. I would quite like to see a scenario, I don't know how possible this is, where the main show ends, Carol and Daryl go over to... or join, join up, whatever way that's going to happen. Join up with our current six characters on this so hope iris silas uh elton huck and felix um and then you have a situation where judith because i I still think she's going to be hopefully one of the longer term walking dead characters just because she's in that kind of good age to where she can act quite well she still is quite young and you can you can do something really long term with with judith as well Mm. and i'm sure kaylee would be would be happy to do that um plus that's you know tied into 
the Grimes main character of this whole franchise as well. So there's you've got that kind of riding on the character. Um, if you have her go with Carol and Daryl, because um, Rick and Michonne aren't there anyway, so it's not like she has to stick around with her, her parents or whatever. Um, have them go over with them and then join the, uh, the the sort of world beyond cast. Again, it depends which of these six characters actually survive if they all do, um, and that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, I I can't see the entire cast of World Beyond ending up in the Carol and Daryl thing, but you may have some, some of them, of them cross over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I mean, I like Elton quite a lot. I quite like to see. I think he would be an interesting character to move over. Uh, I could give or take seeing the girls. You know, I, I I think the girls have a story to tell, but um, I, you know, I I'm not really that concerned about whether we see them after the end of this. Um, the same goes for Silas and you know Felix is useful as a fighter so you could have him as a as a character that shows up but uh you know I don't know it'd be interesting um I, it'd be interesting to see where we are at the end of this yeah because this is just my guess but although we know that Carol and Daryl are going to survive I'm going to assume that Judith is going to as well because I think that would be a massive mistake if they killed Judith in like the last uh, yeah season. the 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 problem is the problem with Judith is Michonne went off to find Rick, assuming she manages to do that and survives. And we know Rick, we're going to see again in the movies. Um, if they're all there, it would be weird if they don't come back for Judith at some point. Hmm. So, although yes, I get what you're saying and it would be nice to keep her around. I don't think logically it makes a huge amount of sense for her to sort of be staying around with Carol and Daryl if it becomes apparent that you know both her parents are alive, you know. So hmm. yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but because uh, I ju- I just think if if you killed off Judith, it would just be re- repeating the mistakes of the past. So yeah, yeah, no, I mean I I can't imagine <laughs> killing her off. I I yeah. think that is unlikely. That would be really but... sad as well. So. Yeah, it would be, and yeah. I, I, I don't see them doing that. I think she's going to survive, but cool. We'll, we'll have to see. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode or the podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, lots of thing, lots of things to discuss. Lots of different opportunities for the world of The Walking Dead. Certainly, lots of things that we've discussed. Uh, if you would like to check out everything else that we do, that would be great. It's all on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, video games, films, and uh, at the moment, good wins in uh, in sports in Paris and in Newcastle as well. We'll see how we do against Chelsea on Saturday. Uh, but EntertainmentTalk.org is where you can find everything that we've got. If you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk that would be great uh you've got a few different options patreon we're on there you can check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for instant ad free podcast options and review options as well amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend a bit of one cost you extra so if you're doing uh if you're doing a christmas shopping before halloween gets here <laughs> you can uh do that as well i've heard of people saying that they're starting doing doing their uh, christmas shopping but if you're shopping on amazon regardless of whatever uh we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra itunes feeds if you search for entertainment talk on podcast platforms you can get subscribed to us either the individual show feeds or the main feed so that you get sent all the episodes uh geek town is on itunes and podcast services as well run by david uh geek town radio episodes on tuesdays this week's episode is available to be listened to so you can check that out after you've uh, finished this one off here today um, geektown.co.uk and geektown radio on itunes uh, for all your up to date reliable tv and film news so check that out as well uh, some interesting stuff happening over there 
Uh, Bex is streaming daily at the moment over on Twitch. If you want to check her out, all the fun and interesting stuff she's doing over there. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch. Go and follow her, subscribe to her, and uh, check all of that out as well. Um, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website, the iTunes feeds, Geek Town and Trustabyte. Social media, you can do the same thing, but through Facebook, Twitter and different Facebook groups. And lastly, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Uh, there's a lot of episodes in the can, so to speak, so look, out for, look uh, forward to those in the next coming weeks. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.